Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 29th day of January. You're starting your work week, the final few days of the month of January, and I hope it goes well for you. We're praying for you and hope that you're praying for us as well. Uh, Also, the fact that it's the last few days of January means we're bumping up real close to the essay edition. Every final day of the calendar month, uh, we do an essay. And that's just what we've done the last couple of years is wherever we are in the journey through the gospel, we've done the gospel of Mark, now the gospel of Luke. From that point, I sit and just sit with the scriptures, sit with a laptop and write uh, an essay. Just not a scholarly pulling from seven or eight or ten source material essays, but in some ways a free-flowing thought process that lets me explore some angles. I like to do it that way so that I can see what comes out because sometimes I think I know where I'm going to go, but then I go another direction. And that's always been kind of exciting for me because it, it shows that there's other things I wanted to explore. So we're going to do that on the 31st. That's just a couple of days away. And it looks like it's going to be the next passage where the Jairus' daughter is healed and the woman with the issue of blood is healed. And we're going to make some connections there. Leading us up to that, today and tomorrow, we will conclude the story of the what's often called the Gadarene demoniac, the young man in the land of the Gadarenes who's demon-possessed, who Jesus delivers. I closed the podcast yesterday saying that whether it's the Gadarene demoniac or the younger brother in the story of the prodigal son, to see that young man seated and clothed and in his right mind and resting and enjoying the free favor of God is always going to tick somebody off. It ticks off the pig farmers of the Gadarenes when in Luke chapter 8 verse 35 they see the young man sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. And I told you it scares people to see this kind of restoration and it it does the same thing to the elder brother although you could say it makes him mad. There's a very close correlation I think in these two stories between fear and anger. Um, They certainly are not only afraid, they're they're pretty mad. Uh, they beg him to send Jesus away uh, as this story unfolds. And so what is it about this? Well, I want you to note that the young man is sitting, not just sitting. He's sitting at the feet of Jesus. So we're not just talking about someone who has, who's calmed down. We're not talking about someone who is sitting in a lazy posture or who's just just sleeps all day, just someone who lets the world pass them by and doesn't care. We're talking about someone sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's a phrase that really denotes being taught by someone. Whenever you say he he learned at the feet of, that doesn't mean you sat next to their feet. It's an old allegory for he's been mentored by, he sat under this individual, this teacher, this guru, whomever. Uh, so to be sitting at the feet of Jesus, he's in a posture of learning. He's found someone who can direct his life. He's become a disciple of something bigger than himself. Namely, he's become a disciple of this one Jesus, the one who has delivered him. He's clothed. He was naked earlier in the story, and they couldn't keep him in clothes. He 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 threw off the 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 clothing of his culture he threw off the expectations of his people and 
and his nakedness exposed him to the world. And now he's clothed over, just like, much like the younger brother clothed in a robe. The father has him clothed over in a robe. And the Old Testament says that God's people are clothed in robes of righteousness. And so here's a young man who's chosen to sit, to be discipled in the way of Jesus. He's clothed over in the righteousness of one who belongs to Jesus. And then he's in his right mind. And being in his right mind is sanity. It's self-control, as Paul would say to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power. I'm, I'm going to read that to you. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God has not given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, and sound mind is self-control. So here's a young man now who is discipled by Jesus, who's clothed over in robes of righteousness, and who finally has self-control. And all this does is cause fear around, because if this is possible, if a young man can go from being naked to the world, um violent, hateful, isolated, and can go to being a disciple who is clothed with self-respect and self-control, then it scares the world around as to what else that person could do. And we need to restore value to people in a way that that gives them three things. And there's a lot more to give, but just in the confines of this story, that gives them someone to be discipled by. Jesus is the someone. That clothes them over in an identity so they know who they are and whose they are. And that stabilizes their mind and keeps them in a place of self-control where they're not out of control because they have no one to be discipled by. One thing really leads to the other. Once we fall into the discipleship of who Christ is, we get clothed over in who we are and it brings sanity to our mind. I think a lot of the insanity is that we are sort of being promoted to be a world full of solo artists. And that was the problem with this young man. And Remember Proverbs, and I'm going to deal with this a little more tomorrow, but Proverbs 18.1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Well, that's a lot like the Gadarene young man. And because he's been so isolated, he's only sought his self-desire. Verse 36, they also had seen it told to them by what means... He who had been demon-possessed was healed, and then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear, and he got into the boat and returned. And so they, they actually run Jesus off because they don't know how to deal with this man who can make this kind of change in the lives of those who are affected by him. Uh, we need discipleship again in the church. We need to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus. It's a hope for the next generation that they have a chance to be discipled, to be more than they've been told that they are. And we also, as far as I can see, need a return to a world of community instead of simple isolationism. Isolationism isn't making us what we thought it would. And if anything, the pandemic a few years ago showed us that we need each other. 
tomorrow I want to deal with these two verses where the man wants to follow Jesus, but he won't let him. Why? This is an important lesson. We'll get to it tomorrow. See you then. God bless.